Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's time for Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Now, here's Lance Meadow. Pepsi Giants Extra Point is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. Energy efficiency for game time at any time, brought to you by PSENG. Visit riverspringlivinggoblue.org to learn how River Spring Living can help you live your best life. Bigelow Tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. Hackensack Meridian Health, keep getting better. And brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Giants. The Giants storm back. They score 14 unanswered points as they top the Baltimore Ravens here at MetLife Stadium 24-20 in week six of the NFL as the Giants now are off to a 5-1 start, 3-1 here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. We certainly have a lot to break down. We'll hear from head coach Brian Dable. We'll get some player reaction as well as the Giants were down 20-10, Carl, early in the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden, some opportunistic plays by the defense completely changed the trajectory of this game. Julian Love capitalizing on a very bad decision mm -hmm. by Lamar Jackson to try to salvage the play. And then Kayvon Thibodeau getting his first career strip sack. Well, you know... Um this team is playing to the profile. They are, you know, whatever you think they are, they're going to try to keep a game as close as possible. You may hit some plays on them, but they're going to play good red zone defense and they're going to play good red zone offense. And some things in between, they're going to wait for their opportunities to come. They'll make enough plays to stay in it and they'll make it ugly enough for the opponent so they're not running the score up and making it an insurmountable uh, deficit. Carl, remember what you said earlier this year, um, I think it was on our podcast, but also, you know, on the preseason telecast, you know, with this new regime coming in, the rookie class was going to have to play a big role, kind of mm -hmm. like Carl's 84 class. Um, and then you think about the 86 class, which was really good, and those guys gave you guys a boost. And think about this ball game, right? I mean, Evan Neal plays a solid game at his right tackle spot. He's a rookie. Daniel Bellinger, rookie, gets a second career touchdown. Wandale Robinson, second-round draft pick, comes back from injury, makes a couple key plays, including getting his first career touchdown. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, another first-round pick, gets the game-sealing sack and forced fumble. This team needed a good draft class. Obviously, we're still just six games into the season. But the rookies had a big hand in this team winning this football game. And then Daniel Jones played a very smart game today for the Giants. 
Well, Bob, they didn't draft him to sit him on the bench. That's the famous words of uh, Bill Parcells when I got that phone call from him, and they had a bunch of good players at my position. Really good players. And he says, I didn't draft you to sit you on the bench. And so these guys, they weren't drafted to be on the bench. They were drafted to help the football team. And, you know, why did you draft Kayvon Thibodeau? Well, we've seen him play to run, play to run, play to run. Well, now you got a closing moment of a game. Who comes up big? Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, Wondell Robinson, big first down play, big touchdown play. Keeping the team in it. Um, he's your guy. Again, having an impact on the game was Darius Slayton. You know, he's caught some, drew a pass interference in the end zone, sets you up for the win. That is today's game breakdown. It is brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants. A reminder, Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants Daily Call-In Show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. Giants off to a 5-1 start following a rally from behind to top the Ravens 24-20. We'll step aside. We hope to be hearing from Brian Dable shortly as we move along here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Jones takes the snap. Play fake to Barkley. Rolls left. Fires left. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Bellinger. Second touchdown pass of the game for Jones. Bellinger's second career touchdown catch in his rookie season. And with 6.01 to go, it's Ravens 20, Giants 16. They would tack on the extra point, ultimately go on to win at 24-20 over the Ravens. And Daniel Bellinger is the player of the game. It's brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825, building our future. He finishes atop the Giants receiving core. Five catches, 38 yards, the score that you just heard as the Giants were down by 10 to start the fourth quarter. They score 14 unanswered points late and rally past the Baltimore Ravens. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. We are awaiting Brian Dable's press conference. Our very own John Schmelk waiting down, monitoring him throughout the hallway as he will fast approach the podium following the Giants' 5-1 and one start. And, John, you just heard a highlight that came in the second half and much like the Packers game the Giants finished in the red zone three of their four possessions in the second half they took care of business they put scores on the board they were three of five in the red zone and they protected the ball against an opportunistic defense that came in with 11 takeaways coming in so check mark really across the board and that was a big reason why they were able to rally beyond the Baltimore Ravens today yeah Lance look the the three things I think about here is situational football I think about protecting the ball and I think about timely plays right first interception of the year that sets up the Giants go ahead score uh, you have gave on strip sack that seals the game you have in that first half two third and nine plus conversions to give the Giants their only scoring drive in, in the first half at one point in the third quarter and I said this to Bob during the game it, the Ravens are out gaining the Giants by almost 200 yards, but the game was still within striking distance. Because, Lance, to your point, the Giants were converting the road zone opportunities and they were keeping the Ravens out of the end zone on theirs. And whenever there seems to be a big play this year, it seems to be the Giants that are making it 
whether it's offensively or defensively, and they're winning everything on the margins here. And at the end of the game, Carl and Bob were talking about in the last segment, it adds up, you're close, you put yourself in position, and it's the Giants who have been making those plays in those tight positions, late in games, in the red zone, third downs, that have helped them come up with these victories and start the year 5-1. and one. And, you know, just big plays and big spots and important spots, complimentary football, all those things we always talk about. They're, they're executing it to a T. And by the way, today they did it without Saquon Barkley's explosive plays, right? We talked about how his explosive plays have really, you know, been a big part of this offensive attack, how they scored a lot of their touchdowns. Well, he didn't have any today, but the team still figured out a way to win. So very impressive effort. And I would take it a step further. The Giants actually didn't have any plays of 20 or more yards in this game. Everything was below 20 yards. Their biggest play was the Brightwell kickoff return for 46 much, yeah. yards, which set up a score. Correct. So that's an example of complimentary football. But also going back to what John was talking about, Carl, you look at the fact that the Giants have played all six games. They've all been decided by one score. Sure. Now, last season, in those situations, the Giants were 3-3 three and three in those games. Now, all of a sudden, we see 5-1. and one. Mm -hmm. Well, you say, well, what's the difference? Why are they able to finish games versus last year? Part of it's coaching, and part of it is different games, different playmakers stepping up in crunch time. Yeah, guys stepping up, getting contributions from your special teams, um, and then just being smart. Like, when you think about when you hear coaches often talk around the league, we just can't do things to beat ourselves. We, we just got to be smart. Well, that's what this team is. They're making the other team have to make plays to beat them. And I say that because every, every, just about every scoring opportunity the Giants had came off a, a dumb play by Baltimore. Uh, personal foul penalty when the Giants were in the third and what was it, third and five? And they didn't get it. Um, you get a you get a guy snatching the guy's helmet off. Right. Moved the ball right down into the end zone. Right. And then you had another one where there was a fourth and one that the Giants were facing. Another personal foul penalty. Moved the ball right down the field. Yeah. And then a stupid decision by your quarterback. Um, he throws it under duress. Yep. Julian Love picks it off. And he runs it and gets you in scoring. And position. Carl, by the way, I don't mean to interrupt, but you didn't even mention the quarterback sneak that the Ravens converted, but they had an illegal formation. Right. That, that, those are the plays that beat you, and you hear that, and then you contrast that with everything that you're hearing from Brian Dable. It's like we like smart players, we like intelligent players. Now let's not that's not get it twisted. Like the Giants will make some bonehead plays at times. Sure, we've seen that, but in these crucial moments. When the lights are the brightest, it's the other team that's screwing it up, right? And they'll go in their locker room and they'll say, well, you know, if we hadn't have done this and we hadn't have done this, we'd have whooped their butts. Yeah, but that's just how football works. Carl, remember we were on the field before the Cowboys game, and uh, Coach Table, as he walks out, walks over to us, and he said, hey, told our guys we're not going to draw the prettiest picture in the world. But let's get the team into the fourth quarter to the deep end of the pool and let's see if they could swim. Now, that night, the Cowboys proved that they could swim and they made mm -hmm. enough plays in the fourth quarter. But five other times, the Giants have been the ones swimming at the end. Yeah, think about it. I mean, all these look, look at these fourth quarters, the mistakes that the other team is making. Timely uh, defensive call by Wink Martindale, big turnovers, even last week against the um, Packers, you know, just a timely two two big plays in the fourth quarter that sealed the game. And then here's the other thing. People are saying, well, well, the Giants, it's another great job. Again, you talk about nutrition, 
and, and, and things of that nature, sports science, they came back from a trip. And, you know, people were already saying, well, maybe their legs will be dead because I guess whoever played the week before the Giants came home and laid an egg and blamed it on their legs hey, not being there. I right, got, we got Coach Table. Yep. Hey, Coach Brian Table's at the podium. How's everybody doing? How you doing? Um, good hard-fought win. 60-minute game. Uh, made a few more plays than they did, particularly in the end, and give credit to our players. They, they played for 60 minutes. Uh, good to get to win. Coach, you talk about being prepared a lot. Uh, the way Saquon on that last drive didn't go for the score and everything, is that something that you prepare for? Is it just something he took upon himself? No, we prepare for it. We communicated it uh, after the turnover. One first down, we didn't need any more points. We just ended by kneeling on it. So um, Kafka and Ty and Cade uh, do a good job with that. Earlier in the week, you talked about Kayvon affecting the pocket, yeah. affecting the pocket. Well, he gets the last play, he gets the strip sack. Yeah. The defense comes up with two huge turnovers at the end. Talk about the defense, the Winks, Winks unit, and obviously Kayvon at the end. Uh, yeah, I thought you know they played the best when they counted the most. I mean, obviously we gave up some plays there to Andrews in the run game a little bit, uh, tightened down up in the red zone. But you know when it counted the most, uh, the players and, and Wink dialed up a good you know couple good schemes and the players executed well in the fourth quarter. Um, that's what we thought it would be a four quarter game. He broke down the team. Uh, I gave the coordinators all game balls last game. Ryan, what do you think overall of the grittiness of your club, especially today? I'm just proud of the way they compete. Um, you know, we talked about trying to play fast, trying to play physical, being resilient, and finishing. And, you know, throughout the game, I thought those showed up. Obviously not perfect. There's certainly a lot of things we can fix. That's why we'll be in tomorrow to try to fix them. And, um, you know, I was just proud of the way the guys competed. No matter, like, what's going on, you were losing the whole game. Weren't doing much offensively, but your team is able to be resilient. Like, what what is it about them? Like, why do you think you guys are able to do that pretty consistently now? Yeah, and it's something we've preached since day one, since we've been here. Um, coaches, people in the building. This league is hard. It's not always going to be perfect. There'll be a lot of people down on you. Um, you might be down on yourself. Wish you could do better, uh, but you, know, you keep on getting back up. You keep on swinging. Keep on competing. Regardless of the score or the situation of the game, and that's not easy to do, right? You know, that's not easy to do when you're down and, you know, to sit on a bench and start bitching and complaining. That's, that's easy to do. It's hard to, to stick with it and get ready to play the next series and not worry about if you just got beat on a pass or if you got sacked. That's, you got flush it pretty quick. Dr. Lonnie does a great job. Our team psychologists are talking to the team. Um, and I think our guys, you know, each week we get a little bit better. We know we're a long way away, uh, early part of the season, but um, you know we just try to compete and do the best job we can. Brian, they were up 10, um, and you guys obviously needed something. And Daniel goes five for five on that last, you know, pretty extended drive. Yeah. Um, you know, throwing to guys. Fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Again, right? You know, um, I mean, what what is it about him that you know his numbers are his numbers, and you yeah. said it's kind of this way. <clears throat> five for five, you come right down the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really worried. You know that. I'm not worried about numbers. His job is to compete, to lead his football team down, particularly the offense, make good decisions with the football, take care of it, execute in the red zone. And I know this was another fourth quarter one for him. Um, again, it's 
when you're a quarterback, you love to throw it, you know, 60 times a game. Uh, but we have to, you know, each week we have to play the way we think we have to play. And look, it was far from perfect. It really was. That's a, that's a hell of a football team over there. Um, but I appreciate the way he competes, and I think his level-headedness uh, really helps him. Coach, after their first touchdown, did it appear that you only had ten? We did. We had ten. Yeah, unacceptable. We had ten. Unacceptable. Individual, just forgetting was it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to get into it. That that can't happen. That put it on me. It's my fault. They were obviously focused on Saquon all day, but it looked like there was that one drive where you – it seemed like you guys were really focused on getting him going, which he did. Who, Saquon? Saquon, yeah. Yeah, you're always trying to get him going, but they know that too. And they got really good coaches, really good players, and it's not always going to be pretty. The run game never is. Uh, but I thought Mike did a good job of you know, kind of mixing and matching calls, um, made some timely calls, and, you know, eventually – he hit on a couple. I don't think we hit on any like big, big ones. Um, but you know, the line got moving forward a little bit, made some big plays there in the end. Um, again, good team win, everybody involved. But um, we we got a lot of work to do. This What's your team understanding win. of when the play clock goes to zero, when the officials will call the layer game? It looked like your second touchdown came after hit zero. You'd have to ask them. Sorry. But what did it explain to the coaches about it? Just in general. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I got it. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get into it. It's whatever they call, they call. What, what kind of tone does it set, or does it help you create an identity when guys play through things like Andrew, Feliciano, Saquon? Do, does the rest of the team see that? that? I think that really would be a good question for the guys. I, I know as a coach, you respect that. Again, you don't ever want to put anybody out there that, that can't do it. I think the trainers do a good job of communicating. Uh, those guys, we have tough guys. Uh, it's a tough sport. So, you know, credit to those guys for fighting through. You know, again, I don't have any idea of what those things are other than um, they were good to go, so they fought through it and uh, played well in the fourth quarter. Those things you, you keep saying you need to work on a lot. You didn't, it wasn't perfect. What were the things that you're there's, 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 again, I, I understand the question. There's strategy each game of how you want to try to play, some of the things you need to do. Um, and we certainly could do better that uh, today. Um, you know, specific. I don't want to get into specifics. I hope you can respect that. But uh, there's 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 a lot. And at the start of the season, is, is at the start of the season, is this where you thought the team would be at this point, or what were you imagining? At this point? Uh, I don't get. I don't go too far ahead. Um, sorry, Jude. I don't get too far ahead. I just try to do what I can do to help the team the best I can. And I ask everybody to do the same thing in the organization. And collectively, together, that's where our focus needs to be, is continuing to improve, owning things when they don't go right, um, taking responsibility, competing for one another, playing for one another. Uh, again, we played, what, is, what are we, six games? So, I mean, it's, it's a long season left. There's um, a lot of work to be done. Brian, we, always, we always hear about all coaches saying, got to play 60 minutes, got to play for 60 minutes. But your guys are playing for 60 minutes. That's, you know, not so easy. How do you get them to buy into that week in and week out? Well, you try to do it before this even happens. You know, back in training camp and OTAs and create situations offensively, defensively. The kicking game, what a great return. You know, blocked well by Gary. That gave us a, a little bit of life there in the early part of the game. Um, you just try to make things as competitive and put them in situations where they got to compete and 
you know. Again, what they do during the week, I can't emphasize it enough. Their attitudes, their commitment to getting better, uh, being on time to everything, taking care of their bodies, uh, that's important. And that leads to, uh, doesn't always lead to wins, uh, but doing the right thing on a consistent basis is, I'd say, a, you know, what we're trying to establish as a program is let's get guys that want to do the right thing, that want to compete, um, and that play hard. How impressive you, you, you didn't mind throwing Wandale in there. So, you know, this wasn't no. his debut, but it was sort of his debut in some ways. Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty much. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you think of him? Glad he caught that couple balls that had, he had the opportunity to um, have to look at him. I just, you know, that, that touchdown, it was, I was excited for him. Anytime you can get your first touchdown, um, obviously along with a win. But uh, I don't know how many plays he played, but, you know, we managed him a little bit. You know, hopefully we'll get some more out of him next week. Is that touchdown, his, his, his you know, that's not, he's like in the slot. It looks like kind of roped a little bit. I mean, is that a play that you like for him? Uh, no, I like a lot of plays for him. I mean, that I think, again, when you have that many people out, the quarterback's got to make a decision based on coverage, where to go, when to go there, and um, he did a good job. Steve won four games last year. What do you, what do you make out of five and one? Uh, going to work tomorrow and get better. Thanks. Thanks. All right, so that was Giants head coach Brian Dable speaking with the media following the Giants' 24-20 victory over the Ravens as they are not only 5-1 on the season, but 3-1 here at MetLife Stadium. We will step aside. Coming up, we'll get some player reaction. We'll take you around the NFL Week 6 scoreboard and also look ahead to the next matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars as the Giants head on the road. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. So the ball placed at the one. First and goal, Giants, trailing by three. Barkley in a one-back set. Jones over center. Hand off, Barkley. Leap to the end zone, touchdown, Giants. And the Giants have the lead with 1.43 to go. Barkley's fourth rushing touchdown of the season. One of three touchdowns for Big Blue on the day as they top the Ravens 24-20. That brings us to the Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe and reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground today, 31 runs, 83 yards. Barkley responsible for all 83 yards on 22 carries and the touchdown you just heard. Daniel Jones ran six times for just six yards and then Matt Breida three for negative six. So it was a grinded out affair on the ground, but the Giants got some of that hard chunkage of yards late in the game to help them finish drives in the red zone. They finished three of five en route to a four-point victory over Baltimore. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. In addition to finding ways on offense to finish the game. They also got it done on the defensive side of the ball. Julian Love, the interception to set up a score. Kayvon Thibodeau, his first career sack. It turned out to be a strip sack as Leonard Williams recovered the fumble. The Giants were able to run out the clock as Barkley decided not to run into the end zone for what could have been his second touchdown. He stopped short of the goal line. Giants were able to take a few knees, run out the clock. We happened to catch up with Kayvon Thibodeau in the locker room. We're at the locker of Kayvon Thibodeau. Paul Dottino talks to him. It comes in a clinching situation. I don't think it could be much better than that. No, nah, I mean, just, you know, fighting all, all year so far. You know, it's been six games, and 
just keep trying to get better and keep growing and just keep doing, you know, the little things to make sure that when the time does come, I can execute. What was the move that you used to beat him? Well, you know, with Lamar, you know, he was holding the ball a little bit, so we kind of had that idea that he was going to be able to pat the ball with the coverage. So just being able to get off, use my second moves and keep rushing. It was, it was more of an effort sack, less than a, you know, a uh, first move sack. How you difficult know, is it knowing that they need to get that last possession score and, and you guys want to make sure that you contain them? Because if he gets away, it's a problem. I mean, for me, it wasn't difficult once the offense went in and scored. You know, we as a defense knew that we had to, um, we had to take it away. So we was able to come in, you know, and... and, and the <laughs> Yeah, you know, just just we knew the situation. I think the greatest part about it is the coaches, they really help us and they really, you know, for me being a rookie, they've been teaching me the situations and knowing that they were down that we knew they had to go, uh, you know, had to go to long distance to score. So we, we really had to get after them. As you came back from the knee injury, could you tell you were getting closer and closer to getting it? Yeah, you know, I was I mean, I was getting closer and I just knew eventually it was going to come. I couldn't really pout about it. I couldn't worry. I couldn't listen to to you guys. I just had to really, you know, lock in and, and get what I had to get done. Kevin, thank you. Thank you. I mean, truth be told, Wink didn't really care. You know, Wink cared about winning and we wanted to win this game, but it, it never went deeper than, than, than us. You know, us as a team, us as a player. So Wink just made sure that he prepared us as much as he could and, and we went out there and executed. How special is it to contribute to a win the way you did today? I mean, it's a blessing. I, that's that. It was the greatest moment. I really sat out there and cried just because, you know, the emotion I was feeling that now I'm in the NFL. You know, now that you can really contribute and this is what they paid me to be here for. So the fact that I was able to get it done, it's a great feeling. That's Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau reflecting on his first career sack in the National Football League as he helped seal the Giants' 24-20 victory over the Ravens and was really part of a second-half turnaround, which has defined the Giants' season thus far. Remarkably, they have scored 87 of their 127 points in the second half. Then on the flip side... The Ravens have surrendered 91 second-half points. Now, entering today, that was the fourth most in the NFL, but that only included the 74 they had up to that point. So I'm sure they either moved up or stayed within the top four. But, Bob, we talked about all these close games that really both of these teams have played, and you talk about Baltimore has blown three double-digit leads in the second half. They lost to Miami, they lost to Buffalo, and now they lost to the Giants today. The Giants on the flip side trailed Tennessee in week one, found a way to win that game. Last week in London, they trailed the Packers, found a way to fight back, and then here today against the Ravens, that's the fine line between winning and losing in the NFL. It may sound cliche, but you're talking about two teams in two different conferences, and they could easily have the reversal of their records right now. Yeah, and um, you think the Ravens missed Wink Martindale? Because his defense closed the game out, and their sure. defense didn't. Um Look, they play opportunistic football. It's never going to be pretty. Every game is going to be a slugfest. But they've kept the games all winnable, you know, into the fourth quarter. And if you're a Giants fan after sitting through the last five years of watching the Giants, and now you could sit there and say to yourself, you feel pretty confident that every week with six minutes to go in the game, you're going to be within a score and have a chance to win. Obviously, for teams that have Super Bowl aspirations and stuff like that, and some of the teams that are the bigger teams like Kansas City and Buffalo and teams of that ilk, that's not what your measuring stick is if you're a fan. But for a Giants fan, this is heaven. This is heaven because every game you've had a chance to win and you've won five of the six of them. And this coaching staff from top to bottom, 
even going into the front office uh, with the roster decisions that they've made. That all Look at all the draft picks that came through today. Thibodeau gets the sack at the end. Bellinger gets another touchdown catch. Wandale Robinson gets a touchdown in this football game. Um, you know, and then the acquisition of some of the other players, like Jalen Smith coming back to the team and, and helping and upgrading that inside linebacker position a little bit. You know, and then you force the other team into mistakes, and that was a horrible decision by Lamar Jackson to throw that football. Oh, yeah. But you know what Julian Love didn't do? He didn't drop it. Caught it, and then he returned it and set up a short field. So, uh, listen, this is a team that really is playing as a team more than anything else. They don't have one guy to hang their hat on. And that's fun to watch. And that's what you have to do. To your point, you have to capitalize when other teams make mistakes. Granted, it was a bad decision by Lamar Jackson. He decided to float one into double coverage, but Julian Love was in position to make a play. Another play, actually, speaking of the defensive side of the ball, Bob, that I think is worth mentioning, Mark Andrews is wide open in the end zone on one of Baltimore's red zone possessions. Lamar throws a pretty good ball. Fabian Morrow gets a piece of the ball. It then sort of ricochets off the face of Mark Andrews, nearly intercepted by Tate Crowder, and then Morrow. Row, when you look back at that, if he doesn't get the initial deflection, that's probably a clean touchdown pass for Mark Andrews. Not probably. It is. He's not dropping that. Uh, yeah, so it's it's things like that. There was a few passes in this game today that got tipped. Yeah. Dexter Lawrence tipped the ball. I mean, they're just playing very aware football. They have their flaws. Like I, As I mentioned, I keep all these you know offbeat stats. And coming into the game today, the Giants had only given up three runs of 20 or more yards. McCaffrey for 49, Pollard for 46, Elliott for 47. And today they allowed four runs of 20 or more yards. Drake had two 30-yarders, including a touchdown. Drake had a 21-yarder, and Jackson had a 25-yarder. Now, there were no pass plays of over 30 yards for either team. But the Giants still find a way to, like, eventually minimize it and, 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 and cut it down. And They're just well-coached, man. They are well-coached. And this coaching staff is proving that, you know, look, they held the Ravens to four of ten on third downs today. And the shortest third down attempt that the Ravens had was five yards. They didn't have any third down attempts between one and four yards. And the Giants, again, hit third and longs. Last week against Green Bay, the Giants were two for four on third and longs. And one of them was a kneel down at the end of the game. And then today... The Giants hit two of three third and longs, including two of them on that one drive. So they make plays when they have to. That was a third and 14 and a third and 12 that you're referring to on that one drive where they ultimately capped it off with a touchdown. And that's the big difference, too, the red zone efficiency. In years past, we referred to lack of efficiency. With respect to the offense, let's head to the podium. Daniel Jones addressing the media. game we were in, and, and you know we needed to respond as a group, as an offense, and um, I think that's what he was communicating. How do you describe the relationship you're building with uh, Bellinger as a rookie in the league out there? You know, you got the key touchdown today for you. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's uh, like I've said, I think he's found ways to make key plays here and there and heads up, you know, kind of instinctual uh, football plays. He's got a knack for getting open and uh, finding space and, and uh, you know, making key plays for us. So he deserves a lot of credit and, and uh, you know, we'll continue to try to get him the ball and let him, let him make those plays. Can you explain the second half comebacks, the sort of constant, you're, you're never out of a game. How do you explain the mindset that allows you guys to do that? Um, I think it's just a tough group. It's a, um, you know, we've got a competitive spirit, a competitive uh, stamina. It's something, you know, Dave's has preached since he's got, since he got here in the spring. And I think guys have, 
uh, really taken to that and, and um, you know, really, uh, you know, tried to make that something that, you know, we show every time we, we get on the field. So um, it's a tough, gritty group. You know, wasn't perfect again today. A lot of things we can clean up and do better, but uh, found a way to win down the stretch. Daniel, you, you guys are five and one. Do you think of it like, wow, or do you say, hey, we're still just building something here. We're going forward one game at a time. I know that's coach speak. Yeah, I think that's the way we have to look at it is, is one game at a time, and um, we're 5-1. and one. I think that's uh, you know, cer- certainly something that helps us build confidence, but when you look at the tape and uh, you know, when you're playing in the g- these games, you realize how much more we can do and, and um, you know, you know, ways we can uh, make a few more plays here and there, tighten up a couple things, and um, you know we're better off going throughout the game. So I think that's uh, that's where our focus is. That's where uh, you know, as a group, that's what we're going to look to improve on, and and uh, you know how we're going to go forward. Why do you think you guys have been so much better in the second half and been such slow starters? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's probably a lot of things. Um, you know, I think just execution early on the, on, on the game hasn't been uh, as good as it could be. I think we've made good adjustments at halftime and, you know, found certain things that are working throughout the game. Um, so that's definitely something we need to look at and something we need to improve on going forward. How much did Wondell add today? Uh, a good bit. He made a couple big plays for us there and, um, you know, good football player, smart player, and, uh, you know, he'll definitely help us out going forward. Daniel, what do you say about Darius Slayton's uh, resiliency? He was buried on the depth chart in preseason, and now he's starting by week six. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, he's a great player, uh, tough guy, competitor, uh, smart football player, and, you know, someone who I have a lot of faith in, built a lot of chemistry over the years, and he's made a lot of plays uh, for me, for this team, and um, I got a lot of belief and confidence in him. So, uh, you know, certainly wasn't a surprise to me for him to, uh, be playing as big a role as he is now. Daniel, that's Saquon when he goes down at the end there. Was that something you guys discussed in the huddle before that play? Uh, yeah, that's something we prepare prepare for each week and, um, you know, something we're talking about on the sideline in the huddle um, and, uh, you know, heads up play by him. You know, it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to execute in the heat of the moment, and he, he did it well, so uh, credit to him on that. When was the last time you had this much fun playing football? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's been a while, uh, for sure. But um, yeah, a lot, a lot. We still got to do to improve and work on, and and that's what we're going to focus on doing. But it's certainly more fun to win. There are some people who would probably look at this team and say they're shocked that every week you seem to find a way. Are you guys in that same category? Uh, we're not shocked. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not shocked that we find ways to win. I think we're uh, we're confident in what we can do, and we're confident in our and our toughness, our ability to compete and find ways to win down the stretch. So, um, no, we're, we're not shocked. I think we understand there's a lot still out there for us. There's a lot, you know, we got to work to improve on, but uh, no, we're not shocked. Did you uh, hear the cheers as you were introduced? Uh, no, I didn't really, I didn't really hear them, but. What were you doing when Julie got the pick? Um, I was excited, I mean, I was, on the sideline and, and you're uh, preparing for the next situation and then uh, you see that play, it's sudden change and uh, you know, you're just, just trying to get ready to execute whatever's called. 
So that was Daniel Jones reflecting on the Julian Love interception that helped set up the Giants' go-ahead touchdown as they beat the Ravens 24-20 to here at MetLife Stadium. We will step aside when we come back. We'll hear from Saquon Barkley as he had a number of big plays, including a touchdown in this game. We'll also get you caught up with everything else happening in the National Football League here in Week 6. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Lance Meadow back here with you as we are recapping all that is happening in Week 6 in the National Football League. Let's take you through the entire scoreboard, and it was another eventful day around the league. Two games, though, currently in progress. Two in the second quarter. The Panthers lead the Rams 3-0. Cardinals and Seahawks are tied at three in the Emerald City first quarter. The Bills and Chiefs are scoreless. That a rematch from last season's postseason. Everything else went final. The Falcons doubled up the Niners 28-14. Marcus Mariota with a pair of touchdowns and then also added one late to finish with three. The Patriots beat the Browns 38-15. Madre Stevenson 76 yards rushing and two scores. It was the Jets 27, the Packers 10. Jets now off to a 4-2 start. One of their scores came via scooping score off a blocked punt to extend the lead. The Colts avenge their loss to the Jaguars earlier this season as they beat Jacksonville 34-27 at home. Matt Ryan with a late fourth quarter touchdown pass to Alec Pierce. Vikings top the Dolphins 24-16. It was the Bengals 30, Saints 26, Joe Burrow 300 passing yards and three touchdowns. The Steelers held off the Bucks 20-18. Tampa Bay got a late touchdown with Leonard Fournette. And then it was Devin Bush breaking up a pass intended for Chris Godwin for two as the Steelers hold on for the two-point victory. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and tea proudly. Nobody's left MetLife Stadium. They're on their feet. Second and 10 from the 25. Six DBs in for the Giants. Jackson in a shotgun set. Call signals. Takes the snap. He's back to throw. Under pressure. Hit by Thibodeau. Ball comes loose. And the Giants scramble for it. It's still loose. And finally recovered by the Giants at the 12-yard line. Kayvon Thibodeau gets his first career sack in big fashion. And that is today's play of the game. It's brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau knocking the ball away. Leonard Williams recovering it. And the Giants were able to run out the clock as they topped the Ravens 24-20 here at MetLife Stadium to improve to 5-1 and one on the season. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. Defensive playmakers also. Plenty of guys spreading the wealth on the offensive side of the ball. We'll get to that in a second, but first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. I'm Xavier McKinney, and you're listening to the radio home of Giants football, The Fan, 101.9 FM, 6.60 AM, and the Odyssey app, WFAN and WFAN-FM HD1 New York. So this was the first game this season the Giants failed to reach the century mark on the ground, but Saquon Barkley was able to find the end zone and had some hard-earned runs late in the game to help finish drives. Let's listen in to what Saquon had to say following the Giants' four-point win. 
We're at the locker of Saquon Barkley. Saquon, team hung hung in there again. You went down two scores late, but the offense hung in there, the defense hung in there, you came back for the win. What does it say about the medal of this team where you guys have kind of hung tight late in all these games and figured out how to way to win uh, despite things maybe not going your way early in these contests? Um, I mean, it just speaks to the character of the team and all the guys on the team. Um, you got guys out there, coaches, everyone out there fighting, coaching for each other. And um, when you have that mindset, uh, you could do special things. And, you know, obviously we would like to come out, start a little faster and get ahead. But um, having the mindset of, you know, no matter what, whoever the score, whoever the score is, we should go out there and find a way to win. Um, and that's what we've been able to do the past couple of weeks. And just got to keep building on that. Even for you, it was tough sledding in the first half, running a little bit, right? But it seemed like things started opening up as the game went along. You started getting more consistent yards. And it seems like the run game throughout the year, you guys have been able to make adjustments throughout the game where even if things aren't going well early, Saquon, late in the game, things open up as you guys make your adjustments. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, a lot of a lot of time that's credit to the coaches. Um, one, making adjustments to put in the position, and two, not giving up the run game. Um, a lot of times when you get behind, uh, you want to become a pass-heavy team, and um, that's not been our mindset. You know, you know our identity, I feel like, you know, we're, we're a great run team, and we know a lot of teams are going to come in and try to stop that, but sticking with it and finding that rhythm and, Getting getting that groove is important, and you know that was able to start start us up in the second half, and ultimately helped us win the game. Saquon, congratulations, five and one's got to feel pretty feel pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, I mean five and one feel really good. Uh, you know it's okay to be happy about it. It's hard to win this league, um, but you can't be satisfied. Just gotta keep on. Thank you. Thank you. Saquon Barkley reflecting on the Giants' win over the Ravens. The player press conference is brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Wandell Robinson also put his stamp on this victory with three catches for 37 yards and a touchdown. This was his first game back since suffering a knee injury in week one. Let's check in with the young wide receiver. We're at the locker of Wandell Robinson. Ballinger, Ballinger bust you that he's already got three and you got one? Hey, Dillinger you got a couple more games on me. <laughs> Um, I mean, we're really confident, but um, we can't get too confident every week's a new week, and um, we're just trying to go one and zero every week. Um, we can't we can't get too high, can't get too low, so um, we just got to come into each week and ready to work. So. Did you know how many reps you were going to get coming in? Um, I didn't know exactly. Um, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be able to play like the whole entire game, just um, not being able, not being able to practice for the last couple weeks. So, um, but just being able to get out there and just do whatever I could to help our team was just all I wanted to do. Did you get enough skin and groove, or do you feel like there's a lot more there? No, yeah, I got enough. Um, I mean, definitely. Um, I mean, you want to be out there every single play, but um, as the weeks as the weeks go, we'll see what the coach's plans are for me, and um, just go from there. So, so why did your mom get the ball through your dad? Hey, mom, if y'all know me and my mom, she's the one that um, really was the one that raised me ever since um, I was five years old with my dad not being there, um, and it was just me and her. So. Um, it'll be really special for her. She doesn't know yet she's getting it? Oh, uh, yeah, she all knows she's getting it. Though, so I'll be giving it to her. Will there be some emotions? I, I, I mean, for me, probably, I don't know from her, but I'm sure she'll be happy. And um, She's the one that always has started, the one driving me to football practice and things like that. So um, it'll just be a really special moment with her. Wanda, I came in. 
as well as this team's been doing, I mean, how good does it feel for you to get out there and contribute to this? And that's, it feels really good. I mean, even after some of those wins, I'm just kind of like, I feel like I'm not doing anything for this team. and um, Just itching to get back out there to help. And after the day, I felt really good just to be able to help this team and um, just continue to keep winning. So. Wondo, I jumped in late. I'm sorry. Can you take us to the touchdown? What happened on the play? Um, had a little pick route. Uh, like gave, gave all the Rub crap. route, Wondo. Rub, rub route. <laughs> hey, a little same difference, but um, I give all the credit to David Sills give, right there. So. Give me credit for dinner, right? Uh, hey, I take him to dinner or something, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we had a little pick route, and I saw nobody was outside, and um, one sealed, sealed off the edge, and um, just DJ gave me a chance, and I just took it off the field and got in the end zone. So I know you play in the first game. You didn't have any snaps though. Did you? Did this almost feel like the first game all over the, for you today? Yeah, I say yeah. Essentially, I mean, I was really I was hurt what in the first or second drive right. of the first game. So um, the first game didn't really feel like a first game to me. So today felt really really good. Thanks, Wanda. So Wondell Robinson had a very brief appearance against Tennessee in week one. He has been sidelined coming back and making the most of his opportunities. Daniel Bellinger as well. And Carl, we talked about this during the course of the offseason, even leading into early in the year. If this team was going to take the next step, it was really going to be a combination of, of course, this year's draft class, but also the development of some of the previous draft classes, the culmination of that group in order to put the Giants in a position where they've been off to a strong start. Yeah, and I, I look... When you look at this roster, the players that remained on it from previous draft classes were what they thought were quality football players that would help them uh, in the near future. And, you know, some like uh, Andrew Thomas is going to be here. You know what I mean? So um, they're rebuilding. It's it's not a uh, renovation. This is a total reconstruction. So uh, it's good to be able to have – a certain level of success to see that you know your plan is is really starting to take hold and you don't have to wait until you get all of your players in the building so now you've got you know a guy like Julian Love he's a keeper Xavier McKinney keeper right so now you can see okay I got some pieces to work with here and um and I think it's good I think it's good that they can see this and that they can you know they can start to to, to build that with the, the, the mix of new players that they have drafted. Make sure to download the ASAP app to get all of your game day needs in and out of the stadium. Use code GIANTS22 to score free delivery tickets, autographed items, and more. ASAP.com is the official mobile ordering partner of the New York Giants. We will step aside when we come back. We'll have more player reaction. And how in a game that really the Ravens dominated in terms of total yardage, passing, rushing, The Giants still found a way to win. We'll make sense of that as the Giants get a 24-20 victory over Baltimore here at MetLife Stadium. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. This is Wanda Robinson, and you're listening to the radio. Home of the Big Blue, the fan, WFAN, and WFAN-FM, New York. Belgium shotgun set Barkley to his right. Jones pumps his right leg, takes the snap, back to throw, fires it left, completes it to Robinson, in for the touchdown! A little speed out for the rookie from Kentucky, his first NFL touchdown, and the Giants are on the board with 3.31 to go. And that wrapped up a 10-play, 53-yard drive that took 5.55 off the clock. 
In the second quarter, it is the today's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans as Wondell Robinson makes his return, finds the end zone for the first time in his career as the Giants ultimately go on to beat the Ravens 24-20 here at MetLife Stadium. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa with you. Let's run you through statistics brought to you by Pepsi. Giants watching is better with Pepsi, the official soft drink of the New York Giants. You look at the team totals, and that's where I want to start. And it's amazing how lopsided these numbers are in favor of Baltimore. 406 to 238 in terms of total yards. Passing 195 to 155. Rushing 211 to 83. And you wonder, well, how is it that the Giants still managed to win that game? Red zone was a huge difference maker. They were 3 of 5. Baltimore was 1 for 3. And the Giants got two takeaways. Late, specifically in the game, the Julian Love interception. And then the Kayvon Thibodeau strip sack. As far as some other individual performances that stand out, Daniel Jones, efficient again, 19 of 27, a buck 73, two touchdowns. No interceptions. He was sacked four times. Bellinger led the way with five catches for 38 yards. And in terms of the defense, Xavier McKinney leading the way with nine tackles, five solo. Fabian Morrow we talked about earlier had a key deflection in the end zone. He had eight tackles. And then there's Dexter Lawrence, who has matched his career high already with four sacks this season that he did in 2020. He got another sack yet again after a very strong performance against the Packers. Remember that sack on Aaron Rodgers on third down was a huge turning point. We happen to catch up with Dexter Lawrence. Let's listen in. Worth the locker, Dexter Lawrence. You know, make the make the play for the next guy beside you. Type of mindset. Um, you make a big, they make a big play. It's the NFL. Okay, let's stop in the next play. So it's kind of just understanding the, the the flow of the game and understand that. If we keep fighting and we don't break, we're going to win. How would you describe the quality of this win today? Uh, you know, it's just like everyone. It's big. Um, you know, this Ravens are a good football team. And, um, you know, we just came out and, you know, they got up by 10 in the fourth quarter. We just kept going. They kept fighting. And we got two big turnovers at, in the last two drives. So that was huge. Can you take us to the sack decks? How would you get back there? Uh, I put my hands on them. Uh, I ripped on them. Grabbed him. I saw him late. Grabbed him and brought him down. <laughs> you know, if you, if, if you look at the numbers, at one point I think they outgained you guys by almost 200 yards in the third quarter. But it was still like a one-score game. You were in it. How has your defense been able to to keep the team in the game, even though maybe they're moving the ball a little bit, but but they're not able to pull away? Uh, we just we just we just fighting. You know, we just continue to fight. We don't we don't break. And you know, that's what's special. Even if they got in the red zone, we're going to keep fighting and we're going to keep trying to make that next big play. And that's kind of our mindset. You know, they make they make a big play, we make the next big play type of thing. So if we continue to have that mindset, we're not we're not going to break. We're going to just keep fighting and we're going to keep staying after them. Thanks, Dex. Last week, Dex, Dex, so that was Dexter Lawrence talking about his sack and just the overall defensive performance. So that's the front end of the unit. Then on the back end, I was referencing how Xavier McKinney piled up the tackles. We also were able to catch up with him in the locker room. Well, time, you know, locker room, Xavier McKinney. Too much time, the quarterback goes down and just scores. What was the mindset there, that last possession? Uh, to just finish the game, uh, we knew that, you know, it, it, it comes down to us, and we, we like it. We like to have that pressure on us to, to be able to make that last play. And, um, you know, for us, it was just one more stop. Uh, and that's all we needed, and uh, we got it done. Anything about winning it for Wink? Or, like, did it meet? You know, you guys know how much it meant to him. Did you guys say anything to him? Did he say anything? Give him a game ball? Any of that stuff? Uh, no, nah, he broke 
it down. Um, but, you know, we try to win it for you know, everybody that's in this locker room. Um, the coaches, include all the coaches, all the staff, all the players. Uh, you know, that's what we do it for. Um, you know, we work as a team, work as a collective group, and, uh, you know, we all trying to win. So, Xavier, you're 5-1. and one. The New York football giants are 5-1. and one. What's your reaction to that? Uh, exciting. Uh, um, we got more work to do. It was not. It was not pretty. Um, you know, we we got some things we really got to correct. But uh, at the end of the day, we got the we got the job done. What is it about the grittiness of this football team that impresses you? Yeah, man, we got we got a really special group. We got a, a lot of a lot of guys that are, are really talented. We got a lot of guys that you know never give up no matter the situation. And um, you know, I, I've been saying this for the longest time. Like you know, that's just the the, the mentality that we have as a team. Um, that's the mentality that we have as a defense um, to, to never give up no matter the situation, and we showed it today. Have you heard the MetLife Stadium crowd like that before, like you did at the end of the game today? Hell no. I ain't heard it. I ain't heard it like that, but uh, I want some more of it like that. So <laughs> we just got to keep doing our job and, and playing our game, and it'll happen. Finally, can you talk about the contribution of the rookie class? You had Kayvon with the game ceiling sack, Wandell first game back, touchdown, Bellinger another touchdown, Evan Neal protected Daniel really well. How has this rookie class really come in and, and helped you guys get to the, where you are? Yeah, it's really good man I think uh, you know from from jump I always said everybody's always been ready and prepared to play and um, you know they've done a great job with contributing to uh, you know what we're building here as a team and and uh, the culture that we're building so um, they've done a great job of just being all in of what we want to do and uh, it's been easy and you know we got a we got a really good rookie class so congrats Ed, man. Yes, appreciate it so that is Xavier McKinney, and he was talking about the rookie class. Bellinger was brought up. I mentioned Daniel Bellinger led the team in receiving. So you now go throughout the course of this year, but we'll focus on the last five games in particular. It's somebody new every single game leading this team in receiving yards. And part of that is the fact that they have not had the same group of tight ends and wide receivers every single game. But you had Richie James, you had Sterling Shepard, you had Dellen Bellinger. Darius Slayton, and now Bellinger again. So it really has fluctuated over the course of the year. And as far as the defense is concerned, just to put things in perspective, Lamar Jackson, 10 touchdowns, 2 interceptions in his first 3 games. In his last 3, and the Giants a big part of this, just 3 touchdowns and 4 interceptions. They're responsible for one of those picks. They also get the late fumble recovery from Leonard Williams after Kayvon Thibodeau went to work, and it adds up to a Giants 24-20 victory over the Baltimore Ravens. We will step aside. When we come back, up next is a road trip for the Giants. Actually, two road games before they have the bye week. They're going to have to solve Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars first. We'll get into the next Giants matchup as we look ahead to week seven. The Giants are five and one. A very strong start here at home as they beat the Ravens by four. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. This is Saquon Barkley and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan WFAN and WFAN FAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Giants Pepsi Extra Point here as we move forward, recapping the Giants 24-20 victory over the Jaguars at MetLife Stadium off to a 5-1 and start. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa with you. A reminder, Giants football brought to you by your local Ford stores for great deals on the full lineup. Visit buyfordnow.com, Ford, the official vehicle 
of the New York Giants, and we heard from a variety of players about the youth movement stepping up, and that youth movement, Bob, will now be going up against another relatively young team next week as they head back on the road. They can play Doug Peterson's Jacksonville Jaguars, who lost to the Indianapolis Colts earlier today, 34-27. to Trevor Lawrence has had some trouble with protecting the football as of late, but they have a very strong run game with Travis Etienne and James Robinson. But as we talked about earlier, the bottom line is the Giants have been in every game, regardless of where it's being played and who the opponent is. Yeah, Jacksonville is a good team. Uh, they're well coached. But what the Jaguars do is they find a lot of ways to lose these games that the Giants are finding ways to win. Um, and that's really, you know, every almost every one of the Jaguars' games, they've had a chance to win. And... Um, you know, they've, they've messed up some opportunities. The Giants, again, six swings at it. Five times they've come away victorious. So they play good, smart football. And, look, Daniel Jones had a turnover today. But that was the end of the half on a Hail Mary. But, again, he didn't put the ball in harm's way today. Played a really good football game. He's playing a better level of quarterback right now than the quarterback that, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. John Schmelk is joining us here upstairs as well. Yeah, Lance, real quick, um, you guys played back my one-on-one with Barkley. Unfortunately, I got pulled away. I couldn't ask my last couple questions. The one I wanted to ask him about the slide-down and when he knew he was going to do the slide-down. But I hung out for his press conference, and I just came up from that. And he said, I thought it was interesting. That's the reason I wanted to jump in um, before we close the network. On the run before, he actually thought he could have maybe tried to score on that, and he kind of went down. And then they have a call in situations they practice like that. And he went to Dable on the sideline and said, Coach, I'm going to make sure we're not scoring here, right? And he's like, nope, we're not. So then he knew on the next play for sure to slide down. So it was a call that was made previously before the prior play. And then Barkley confirmed that after that first run. So is that like, you know, Bob, you and Carl have been talking about that type of situational football and smart football that's really helping the Giants win some of these games. Daniel Jones also echoed those sentiments, too, when he spoke to the media, said it's something that they've been practicing during the course of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's listen, Dable spent a lot of years under Belichick, spent a lot of years, you know, spent one year under Nick Saban. He's been part of championship teams, both on the NFL and the collegiate level, part of a Buffalo program that was a winning program. Uh, the worst situational football ever, though, in the last 13 seconds of the playoff game <laughs> last year. But uh, that notwithstanding, he knows what it's supposed to look like. And this stuff from the OTAs to the beginning of camp, you know, this stuff, you know, Charlie Weiss, uh, the longtime Patriots offensive coordinator and former college head coach, you know, he groomed Dable and Josh McDaniels. They were out on the defensive side as defensive assistants when they got an opportunity to move to the offensive side of the ball when Charlie was the offensive coordinator. And it's that Belichick, that Parcells, it's that the situational football game situation stuff, it doesn't happen during the week. It starts in the OTAs, and then it is reinforced all throughout training camp so that, you know, when they go to things, everybody's on board with what's going on, and there's no confusion. And, Bob, frankly, it's all the coaches' meetings in February yeah. when they're focusing on this stuff and going through situations that they're going to address with the players. I'm sorry for interrupting, but that's something I know that, you know, they have – Guys just in charge of situations, and they're drilling that with the coaches and those people specific to those operations before the players even show up in March and April. Well, and you think about this, too. Like, Dable, as a rookie head coach, what did he do? Um, he's got his offensive coordinator that's been around a lot of winning in Kansas City. 
got a defensive coordinator that's been around a lot of winning in Baltimore. His special teams coordinator has been around some championship teams here. And then Dable himself. So then you start sprinkling in these guys that have all come from different places but know what winning football is supposed to look like. And that's why they win close games. Plain and simple. And also the assistants under Wink Martindale. Some of them were in Baltimore with exactly. him. And you look at the offensive assistants too. Mike Grove, for example, whose father was a longtime NFL coach as well. A lot of experience across the board. It's paying off. And it has added up to a Giants 5-1 and one start here in the still early stages of the 2022 campaign. Well, stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan of New York. We're going to be right back with more post-game coverage. But it is time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network. And to me. And to you as well. Bye, Bob. On the Giants digital platforms. The final score, Giants 24, Baltimore 20. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network. Brought to you by PSE Engine. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.